The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. Everyone knows, everyone's heard of Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, the Gadol Hadar. I was at Rav Shlomo Zalman's Levaya. At his Levaya, there were six, seven hundred thousand people, every type of Yid, Chassidim, Svardim, Ashkenaz, Litvish. Everyone was there, religious, non-religious. Everyone realized the Gadlus of Rav Shlomo Zalman Arbach, who was larger than life in every a- a single aspect of his Anhaga. What most people are not aware of is where did this start? At what point did Rav Shlomo Zalman all of a sudden start his track to godless, to this incredible Torah and Sitkis. It actually started when he was a child, but most of the people are not familiar when. Just to understand when it started, Rav Zaman grew up in a beautiful mishpacha. His father, B'chaim Leib, was a Goynadir. And sadly, they were so poor, incredibly impoverished, they didn't have what to eat. It got to a point where they mamish didn't have bread and they were starving. His father, B'chaim Leib, went out and he borrowed some money from a Karen, maybe from an individual. And it would be some money to tide the family over so they could push it by bread so they shouldn't starve to death. The money quickly was depleted. And the people that they owed the money to came banging at the door, where's our money? Reb Chaim Leib said, I would love to give you, I don't have the money, I wasn't able to earn any money, which I do. They said, it's not the end of the world. I'm sure you have something of value, give it to us. So Reb Shalom's mother goes and maybe she takes her, her wedding band and a few little trinkets and jewelry that she, maybe she got by Yerusha and she piles it on the table. She says, here, take this. They looked at it. They said, that's not going to cut it. She goes, I'm sorry, we don't have anything else. Look at this. The house is bare. The cupboards are bare. We're on Nehemirudim. One of the fellows says, you do have something of value. And he points to the Svarim Shrank, to the shelves of the Svarim. He goes, Svarim are not cheap. And he walks over to the Svarim Shrank and he begins to take Svarim off. And all of a sudden, in front of the whole mishpacha, there's a piercing shriek, and then a wail, and uncontrolled crying. It was Rav Shleim Zalman's mother. She says, you can't take my Chaim Leib Svarim. That's our life, Kihem Chayen. If you take the Svarim, life is not worth living. And she begins to beg and to plead and to cry. And little young Shleim Zalman is standing there at the side. And he sees those tears of his mother. And he sees the agony. And he recognizes the preciousness of And that opened his eyes. It opened his heart. It opened his neshama to start learning. To start dedicating himself to Avodah Hashem. And as they say, the rest is history. Those were the tears of his mother. The tears that ultimately turned into godless. That was the currency to have a son that changed the face of Klal Yisrael. Do you know that Rebetzin Schlesinger, Rebel Yaakov Schlesinger's wife, when she lived in Eretz Yisrael, she was, uh, um, she was a neighbor with the Rothbergs, Zalman Rothberg, incredible Tamachacham. And one day she lit Neiris and the husbands were at Shul and she was sitting, whatever she was doing, and all of a sudden she hears uncontrollable sobbing coming from next door from Rebetzin Rothberg. And she panics and she knocks on the door and there's no answer. She gets so nervous that she opens up the door and she comes in. And Rebetzin Rothberg is sitting there next to the Neiris, and she is crying, Bechia's shells, uncontrollable tears. She walks over, is everyone okay? Is everyone healthy? What's wrong? Why are you crying this way? And finally, Rebetzin Rothberg calms down. And she says, my sixth grade son's Rebbe, in Kitava, my son in Kitava, his Rebbe sent home a note this week that he didn't learn so well, and he needs some Bechizek in his learning. Could you believe it? My sixth grade son is not learning the way that he should be learning, and she begins to cry again. That's the terror and that's the tears of a mother. And those tears, none of them ever are in vain. That's what helped the Rutberg children become such Ireim and such Shleiman. Do you know that Rev. Moshe Sternbach was very close to the Shabina Rav, the Koch of Miyakov? 
and he used to go to the Chabina Rav often, and he would talk to him and learning. Ramayisha Steinbach was a goyin adir, an incredible, incredible Torah genius. People said that Ramayisha Steinbach knew kol ha ba'al pes so much so they used to say about Ramayisha Steinbach that when he made a bracha birkas chasanim birkas erisin underneath the chuppah. The way he knew it wasn't because he was by so many chuppahs. He knew it because it was a Gemara and he knew Gan Shas One day Ramesh Sternbach walks into the Chabina Rav and he sits down and he shares with him a profound, brilliant understanding in a Gemara. The Chabina Rav is blown away. And all of a sudden he looks at Ramesh Sternbach and he goes, I want you to know something. That's not your own Chiddush. That's not your own novel understanding. Ramesh Sternbach says, Rebbe, I didn't see it in any safer. It is. He says, no, it's your mother's understanding. My mother, she doesn't learn Gemara. He says, no. The Chiddush is your mother's because your mother cried by Hadlakas Neiris. It was her tears that she davened for you that helped you get this incredible level of Havana and Torah that you could come up with such a brilliant and such a profound understanding. That's the tears of a Yiddish mama. That's the heartfelt feelings that a person cries, that a person says, that a person begs, pleads, and supplicates. Harav Yashiv, Levracha, was not a person that showed his emotion on his sleeves. Sadly, in his own lifetime, he lost his wife and four daughters. Yet throughout the Shiva and the Levaya, no one saw him cry. Perhaps he did in, you know, in, a, in a quiet place, not in front of other people. The family only remembered one incident where they saw their father cry. What was that incident? What catastrophic event? There was a family in Yerushalayim that was close to the Eliashevs that had a son that was struggling in his Yiddishkeit. And he had hit a point where he was about to walk away. And they brought him to Rebbe Yashiv. And he sits down in front of Rebbe Yashiv and the father and the mother pour out their tears and the boy standing there, sitting there stoically. And as Rebbe Yashiv is looking at this beautiful neshama who's struggling so much, and considering Chas Vashalm walking away because of all the problems and the issues, challenges and trauma and whatever it was that brought him to that point, Rabbi Yashiv couldn't anymore. And he began to cry for the only time that his family ever saw Rabbi Yashiv shed tears. On the spot, on the moment, the boy began to feel something inside of him. Something began to stir. And thus began a long but steady, healthy process of tshuva, where the boy Mamish came back and became a ben Tyra. Those, those are the tears of a gadol b'yisrael, and that's the situation where a gadol b'yisrael ekes out a tear. You know, sadly in Klal Yisrael, and particularly in Eretz Yisrael, there's the Masifta crisis. You have children who everyone's trying to get into the best Masiftas, the best high schools, and some get in. They know the right people. Some get in because of they have resources, but not everyone gets in. And there are children who are such special children. Erlicha children who really should get into the top masiftas, but they don't get in because their family is not recognized. No one knows who they are, and sadly they have to choose a second-tier school, maybe even a masifta, a high school which is below what they're capable of. And there was one such family who had a child who was sweeter than sugar, more beautiful meatus than you can imagine. Erlich, Yeresha, Mayim, a great learner, a bright boy. And he took Bechinas and all these Mesiftas, but there was nobody pushing on his behalf. His family was not from any type of Yichas. There was no resources in the family. They were unknown. This was just a good, solid, Erlich Yiddish family. And because of that, the boy didn't get into any of the top Mesiftas. He got into Mesifta that was definitely a bunch of tears under his capability. 
and the family was distraught. The boy was distraught. He wanted to learn. He wanted to grow, and he wasn't being given the opportunity. In the family, it was Tisha B'Av day after day. A day before the Zman is supposed to start, the father and mother look at their child, and their heart is so broken for their child. What should they tell him? That the system failed him? How do you tell that to a child? And what's his future? Think, understanding and knowing that because he is not someone whatever, that his own proficiency and his own amelus is not worth anything in this world. The father couldn't anymore. And he tells his wife, I can't see my son suffering. That's why I have to do something. She goes, what are you going to do? He says, I'm going to Tveria. What are you going to do in Tveria? I'm going to Remer Balanes. There's Nisim. Miracles happen by Remer Balanes. I'm going to Remer Balanes. He travels all the way to Tveria. He comes to the cave of Remer Balanes. He sits down and he begins to cry from the depth of his heart. This is the child that he had such hopes and dreams and aspirations and his dreams and his child's dreams are shared. Hashem, please help him get into the right type of Masifta. And if you can't do that, whatever the reason is, Hashem, at least make him feel like he, the Masifta he's going to can help him and he shouldn't feel despondent and dejected and rejected. And he's sitting there and he's crying half an hour, an hour, an hour and a half after two hours. He cried himself dry and he wipes his tears. He was totally oblivious to his surroundings. He opens his eyes and he can't believe what he sees. Standing there, watching him crying, is the head of the top Masifta that his son had applied to. He looks at the man almost in shock. The head of this Masifta looks at him and says to him, Rebid, I don't know who you are, but is everything okay? Is there a chayla? Is someone sick? Can I daven for them? What's going on? I'd love to help you. And he breaks down again and he says, no, everyone's healthy. and There's no chayla. And there's no parnasa issues. It's my son who is such a special boy and he hasn't been able to get into any Masifta that's really at his level. Listen, you're a Rosh Masifta, maybe you could do something? The Rosh Masifta was so moved. On the spot, he takes out his cell phone, he calls the administrator, he says, we have another boy joining us. I know, he says, I know I said we wouldn't take anyone. There's no, we have to take this boy. And the boy gets in. How did he get in? His father too was a man of resources. His father too was a man of means. Tears. Tfilis. No tear. No tefillah is not listened to. Everything has value. And their Rebbe puts it where he has to put it. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. Stories to inspire.org.